Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. On this episode, we are going to talk about is it okay to change team loyalty? And we also dissect the quarterback situations going on with Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. I don't know when. But right now, I'm thinking if they are as stubborn as I think they are, they're not going to make a move till after the draft. That's the win for me. But they should, to be honest with you, they should have been just... Once David Cully sat down and talked to Deshaun Watson and tried to put his two cents in, and Deshaun Watson was like, bro, I'm not playing for you. I do not want to be here. David Cully should have went back to Jack Easterby, to, to Cal McNair, Nick Casterio was like, hey. And resigned. And <laughs> hey, resigned. Bro, bro. I quit. I ain't, nah, hell I ain't no. doing it. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the New Channel Sports Podcast. I am the one and only Oengi. I am so pleased you can join us this morning, this evening, this afternoon. Wherever you are, I am very, very happy that you're joining us right now. I am one of three hosts on the New Channel Sports Podcast. I am joined by Big Low. What's going down? It's Big Low coming down in each time. Every, every time I say your 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 intro, it just makes me feel so bad that your your voice is so deep, man. I just I can't compete with it. I'm going with it. I, I just can't compete with it. Going with it. And all the way across from me, the phenomenal one, Chris. How you doing, brother? Hey, hey, you brought the energy today. I gotta give it to you. So if you're gonna bring the energy, I'm gonna bring the energy. What's good? <laughs> That's what I like. That's what I like. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, please please subscribe. You can do that on any major podcast platform. You can also check us out on Afro Vibes TV as well. Go ahead and download that Roku TV app. Check us out. We do some some good things there as well. And you can check it out on our website as well. Newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L dot net. Right? Oh, sports also. I forgot the sports part. Newchannelsports.net. All right. So let's get right into it. Let's get into some headlines. It's time for it's time for headlines. headlines. So Ben Roethlisberger, Big Ben, looks like he's going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler for one more year. He actually reduced his pay from 19 mil to 14 mil to get that one more year in Pittsburgh. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Pittsburgh should move on from him or not, but what are the options they really have? But Big Ben's going to be there for one more year. What you guys think about Big Ben in Pittsburgh? I've always liked Big Ben, and I... My, here's my gripe. It's a, it's a love and hate relationship, man, because I, I, feel, I feel he kind of does himself a disservice because every other quarterback, you know, puts in work to, you know, uh, to... to be healthy, look the part in terms of the physique, you know, to take the game seriously, to have that longevity. I mean, look at Tom Brady, look at Drew Brees, you know, look at these other guys, right? 
And he just kind of looks like he, he just had a couple of beers, gets up, gets out on the field. It's just like, bro, with all the injuries that you're having, clearly, you know, there, there's issues with strength and weight and things like that, you know? But with all that being said, he still had a really productive year last year. I was just looking at the 33 touchdown to 10 interception ratio, which is really good. After coming off that shoulder, uh, that elbow surgery, it was, it was a, I mean, he, he tore every tendon or three tendons in that elbow. I think it was his throwing, uh, the throwing uh, elbow. Um, so for me, I'd like to see him have a longer career. I, I think he's got some more time in him, but if he would take care of himself physically, um, I, he can play, you know, to 42, 43. He could do that, you know, but if he's not going to do that, is it time to move on? We, we, we saw where that offense wasn't as dynamic last year because of, you know, he couldn't throw. Once again, he's coming off an injury. Um, but I, I'm, I'm glad he's coming back. But the issue was that massive cap hit. You're talking about, if I'm not mistaken, $40 million or $49 million cap hit that the Steelers are going to have. So they need to reduce that by $15 million. So he's coming back and he'll be here for 2021. So I, I, I am happy that he's back. Mm. Answer your question, is it time for, uh, for them to move on? They, they've got to bring it back to plan right now, though. They do. I believe that 110%. All right. Any, uh, any um, opinions on that, Chris? Nothing? Okay. That's good. No problem. You ain't got to say anything about Big Ben, bro. Okay. Uh, if it was Cam, I know you have a whole bunch of things to say. But anyway, let's not start that today. Why are we doing <laughs> <laughs> My bad. My bad. I, I couldn't help myself. Said, bro. But since you invited me to talk, I'm going to talk. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> nah, we can move on, man. All right. Next topic on the headline. Les Miles. Ah. <sighs> LSU internal investigation found Les Miles had inappropriate behavior with female workers in 2013. There's a lot of he say, she say, as far as all is concerned. We have some workers saying that Les Miles kissed them. Les Miles is denying that he kissed anybody. Some of the females saying that that he met up with them and, you know, you know, you try to contact them through Facebook and text message. Just a whole bunch of things going on. I, I what 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 you guys think about this man, bro? I mean, it's really not funny. So apparently, so it's allegedly right, but I mean, it's not even allegedly. He did. He met up with female students at the university, and with alleged parties, he did some things he shouldn't have done. But the thing that throws me off is his excuse. His excuse was, "Well, how's mentoring female students, bro? You are a coach." at an NCAA, one of the top teams, Division One for football. You need to be mentoring the fellas, your your teammates. I mean, not your teammates, your, your, your players. So his excuse tells you all you need to know. He was doing something wrong. Mm. Bro, I'm, I'm with you on this one. You know, he's he's worried about that, you know, that, that young college tail running around there when you're supposed to be spending time. Now, you should be putting in that time, like you said, with the players, right? Uh, you know, and, and mentoring your coaches and all that. But they, they ain't make it up, bro. They didn't make that. They didn't make those uh, those allegations up, man. So, um, you know, you're in Kansas right now. Hope you hopefully you're not doing the same thing. But if I'm mistaken, he's not even allowed. Uh, he's not allowed. You think he's banned? Yeah, he's banned yeah. from LSU. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a damn shame. Yeah. Well, it sounds very similar. If y'all remember Bobby Petrino. Right. This dude got into no. an accident on his motorcycle yeah. with a woman who was not his wife. Uh, this is a whole bad look. This smells something. It smells like that. Just it's just it's not a good look, man. Ugh. Next topic of discussion: 
The NBA All-Star Game is going to be March 7th. We have Team LeBron going up against Team Durant. They had the draft um, Wednesday where Giannis Antetokounmpo was the, the first pick in the draft. But let, let me go over the teams real quick. Te- LeBron's team, his starters. Giannis, Stephen Curry, Luka Dantage, Jokic, and then, of course, LeBron James. With the reserves being Dame Lillard, Ben Simmons, Chris Paul, Jalen Brown, Paul George, Sabonis, and Rudy Gobert. Then on Kevin Durant's side, of course, he's going to pick up his teammate Kyrie Irving, Joel Embiid, Kawhi Leonard, Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum. That's going to be the starters there for Team Durant. And then on the bench, got James Harden on the bench. Dang. James Harden on the bench. Uh, my boy Devin Booker, Zion Williamson, Zach Levine, Julius Randle. Julius Randle is silently having one of one incredible season, actually, by the way. Um, Donovan Mitchell and the center from the Orlando Magic, um, Nicola. So, not bad, not bad. I think it's pretty pretty evenly matched. I think the, the bench for Durant's team might be slightly better. They have James Harden on there. So, you guys will be tuning into the All-Star game this Sunday? Maybe, maybe not. Depends <laughs> on the, you know, we meet. Sunday is usually me and my lady time, man, so there probably won't be any watching of the All-Star game. But, right. You know, I'll probably catch my lights. No problem. How about you, Big Chris? I'm with love, man. I'm like, meh. I- I'll find something else to do. I'll watch it a little bit, you know. If it's competitive, I'll watch. But they've already told us that they don't want to be there. So there's really not a lot of incentive to watch. Mm. I might tune in here and there just to see what's going on. I might tune in. It just seems like this year is not as, well, I, I can't remember what year it was, but I think a couple of years ago, they were playing a really, really competitive All-Star game. It was really fun to watch. They were actually giving it their all. Um, I don't know if that was last year or the year before last. That was last year. It was last That's year. Right after Kobe died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were all into it. They were all showing some yeah, mama mentality the, on, exactly. on, the, on the basketball court. It was really fun to watch. If they do yeah. that again this year, then I, I, I might tune in. But who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Because that's when they had the Elam ending. Right, uh, right, right. That, that made it dope as well. Yeah, that is true. That is true. All right. So that is Headlines. The new Channel Sports Podcast presents Flashback. The clock is five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. So what you just heard was the ending of Super Bowl 49 between the Seattle Seahawks and New England Patriots. Russell Wilson threw an interception in the end zone to Malcolm Butler, which would give New England the win 
New England's have so many close games like that, so many close wins. I remember watching that game, and the, the, the two things you, that really stand out is, is the expressions on two people's faces, right, or their, their emotions. Tom Brady's is jumping in the air. He's ecstatic. He knows that they've just won. And then you see Richard Sherman on the other end. The look on his face, he's looking he's going to cry. Like, it was highly disappointing. I'm pretty sure Russell Wilson still thinks about that game to this day. Everybody on SEL team. Pete Carroll, uh, Marshawn Lynch is probably still calling Russell Wilson to this day. He should have handed me off the ball. Handed me off the ball. That, was, that was a very, very interesting call. I, I, I'll never forget it. I, I just won't. I'll never forget that play. Can you imagine being a Seattle Almost says supersonic. <laughs> Seattle Seahawks fan. Can you imagine watching that? The elation, because we got to take it back one play, right? Do you guys remember that Jermaine curse catch? Bruh. That was probably one of the biggest catches in Super Bowl history. It was amazing. Bobbling it, bobbling it, then catching it. It was just an amazing play. It would have been the play of the Super Bowl. That's right. It might have been one of the greatest plays of the Super Bowl, but we will never, ever see that replay because of what happened. They didn't run the ball. Run the ball. You're on the one yard line. Run the ball. I don't know what they were thinking. They got really, really pretty. They got cute. And for me, what sums it up is not even Richard Sherman's face. It's Russell Wilson when he kind of claps his hands after he misses the play. Like, shoot, I'll get him next play. Like, no play. It's over. (laughs) (laughs) There is no next play. It's done. It's over with. So that's what stands out to me. And then also the ability, well, what seemed like the Seahawks having a chance to have a dynasty, right? Because if you win that Super Bowl, that's two Super Bowls, not just one Super Bowl. And the fact that they lost it in that manner and they never got back because they're looking to go back to back, right? No team had gone back to back at that point other than the Patriots. So that made it even worse. And they really dominated that game. It should have been won earlier. So it it was an amazing, amazing Super Bowl, but just the biggest letdown I think I've ever seen in my life. If I were a Seattle Seahawks fan, I've thought about this for years. I don't know what's worse, the Falcons thinking you won when you're up 28-3 or being on the one-yard line, have the most dominant court-yard rusher in the game and not giving him the ball. I really don't know what's worse. Bro, I, I feel you on that. And I had to go back and watch that that final drive. You got to remember, I started off with a big old catch from uh, Marshawn Lynch on the wheel route. And and then you had that catch by Jameer K- uh, Kershaw was talking about. And they entered that drive at the, what, the two-minute warning. So it was perfect. You run out the clock, you leave New England without a chance to come back and win that game. And I'm going back and I'm watching, and I remember it. I was, I was angry because Marshawn had a monster game. And then after that interception, you just watch Pete Carroll flapping his gums and chewing that damn gum. I'm like, bro, you you <laughs> lost this. One Russ. Yeah, Russ could have changed the play at the at, at the, you know, at, at the at the goal line or whatnot, man. But it, this was the coach's fault. I'm not blaming Russ for that. I'm not because that was a good drive, pinpoint throws, and I'm tired of that's that's now four that's four Super Bowls that New England has won off some BS. You got three off some field goals, and you got this one right here that was handed to them because you talk about uh, Tom Brady's face when he's celebrating. Well, his face when they were approaching that goal line was saying, "Oh crap, we're gonna lose this game." So y'all. Th- th- 
Pete Carroll, man, you handed you handed Tom Brady that Super Bowl. And instead of talking about Super Bowl number seven, we should be talking about Super Bowl number eight. The, uh, sorry, Super Bowl number six that he just won. Yeah. I mean, you could say that about a couple of games. Though. I, honestly, truly, that he just mentioned the Atlanta Falcon game, and you know, it's very similar because Julio Jones had one of the more incredible catches I've ever seen in my life down on the side sidelines, and that's the catch where I thought, oh, this is over. You would have thought that the game was over right after that. That's right. But Atlanta found a way to, to mess it up. So that's a very good – which one is worse? Is is Seattle on that one-yard line, one line or Atlanta blowing that 28-3 lead? I, I still don't know. I mean – Atlanta's worse. You think so? No, that one's worse because you had the Patriots where you could have demoralized them and taken them out the game. You're about 28 points. And the yeah. fact that they mounted the largest comeback in mm. Super Bowl history to come back and win that game in the fascinating and complete domination. It was, it was, it was two different halves. Right. Yeah. Seattle was very disappointing. However, that, that, the, the, the game was still in reach, you know, for New England, but Atlanta, that was a colossal failure. Right. I, I think it was the Seattle and I'll tell you why. Any Houston Texans fan that watched the Texans this season saw them lose two games on the goal line. Texans lost two games on the goal line. It was a regular season, and I was distraught. I cannot imagine what would happen if the Texans lost, or any team I'm rooting for, it was the Seahawks in this case, lost on the one-yard line in the Super Bowl. All you need is one yard. You're right there. And they didn't run the ball. So I, I gotta go with that Seahawks game. It's, it was it was it was terrible. The Falcons and eh, you saw it coming. It was like a bad movie, right? <laughs> so you see the movie starting to play, like oh oh, this is turning. This is going bad for the Seahawks. It was an abrupt ed- abrupt ending. Everybody got shot. Everybody died <laughs> out of nowhere. So I, I gotta go with the Seahawks. I, I'm I'm gonna go with Atlanta because even with the Seahawks, they were just coming off a championship, right? They got that championship under their belt. Right, they're feeling good about themselves. They're going into it. Atlanta has nothing to show for what happened to them. All they got to show for it is that they gave up the biggest lead in Super Bowl history. And you know how Atlanta is. Atlanta's gone to I think one other Super Bowl and they got blown out. Uh, so I mean, I think I think the Atlanta one's worse. That I really really think. But and it's just because Seattle won the previous year. They were actually got a chip. So, but that was flashback. We went back to. I think it was, was that 2015, maybe? It was either 2015 or 2014, I believe. That game was played in um, Phoenix. Super Bowl 49. Yeah, it was 2015. It was there in 2015. But speaking of Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, two elite quarterbacks right now in the NFL. Both quarterbacks seemingly won out. Deshaun Watson has made that abundantly clear that he wants out. Russell Wilson has given the Seattle Seahawks four teams he would go to if they decide to trade him. But, you know, he's not really asking for a trade. But if you do want to trade me, these are the four teams I want to go to. So I want to ask you guys, I guess, when and where will these two quarterbacks be traded? And if they will be traded? All right. So let's start off with Russ. Um, I will tell you, for West, Russ to be traded, when should be never. Don't don't trade him if you're the Seahawks. But based on what we have seen, there's a good chance it could happen. And if it is going to happen, the win for both quarterbacks, but I'm sticking with Russ for now, it's got to be before the draft because that's when you get the most assets. You'll probably be able to get more picks and you'll know where you're picking. 
once Russ goes to a team, they could have project to be, you know, a third, fourth pick. But once he gets there, they could be in a playoff team. And all of a sudden, uh, 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 a number four overall pick turns into a number 26 overall pick, much less desirable. Right. So I'd say when before the draft and where uh, me and Lo, we, we talked about this a little bit on Apple Vibes TV on our new channel sports show. But I'll just be real, y'all. Lo, I'm going to make you happy, bro. You ready for this, bro? What you got for me? Dallas. The Dallas Cowboys. I think if he is moved, he's going to Dallas. Now, think about this. Let's make it real good. You got Russell Wilson. He's a star, right? You have Sierra, his wife. She's a star. And then you have the star on the helmet, bruh, in Dallas. I'll tell y'all right now. I'm already off the Texans bandwagon. I am not a Texans fan. At that point, I'm rocking Cowboys gear. I'm going to have a Cowboy hat. It's, it's done at that point. So right now you're saying that Russell Wilson is going to go to Dallas. That's his destination. Yeah, if, if he's moving, if he is moving, he's going to Dallas. Mm. So all, all three stars align. I like that. I like that. Yes, sir. I like that, man. Um, in my honest opinion, Russ ain't going nowhere. And the only reason I think this is happening right now is because Sierra is like, I'm tired of Seattle. I'm tired of the. I'm tired of the rain. I'm tired of the clouds. And I want to be closer to home. I want to move back south. And there's no market here. And I can't fill out. I can't sell out stadiums here at my, at my concerts. I can't do that. In Dallas, I can do that. In Chicago, I can probably do that. In Nevada, I can damn sure do that. <laughs> so she, so she's ready to go. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's going to stay there. I think they're going to put a good team around him, put some offensive linemen around him, um, and continue to win games because it just doesn't make sense to be you know a 31 to 32 year old quarterback who is consistently in the playoffs or you know uh and there's just a couple of steps away a couple of players away so i don't see that happening um if when yeah just like you said it needs to happen before needs to happen before the draft if it were to go anywhere you know i mean dallas would be a good destination but it'll be tough because you know dak would have to agree to a contract with Seattle. He can't agree with one with Dallas already, you know, before that happens and all the other intricacies of that entire situation. So that, but that, that'd be a dream scenario, obviously. But I, I, I see him sitting pat. I mean, he's Russell Wilson is Seattle. He is the Seahawks. He is that organization. It just doesn't make sense for him to leave. I, I think I agree with you. What are the four teams though? The, the Raiders, the Bears, the Cowboys, Cowboys, and the Saints, right? Saints. And the Saints. Yeah, those were the four places that he said that he would go. But it's interesting you guys bring see every time you say Sierra's name, I just think about her during a Super Bowl. Did you see that clip where he's talking to Roger Goodell? And nah, and Russell Wilson is just like he does not want to be there. He's probably saying all the things you were saying right now, you know. I can't sell any tickets over here. <laughs> I, I wish you guys could have seen that. It just looked like Russell Wilson was so uncomfortable being there with Sierra. But I don't think he's gonna go anywhere. I really don't. I think Seattle is going to find a way to, I guess, mend the relationship between him and Pete Carroll. Because what I've been hearing is that he wants to pass the ball more. He wants to, to, to be more open. And Pete Carroll still wants to have like a He a wants to pass game. it more than what he did last, last that, year. And, and that's, what I'm, that's, what, that's where I'm confused a little bit. That's why you're getting hit so damn much. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I really think so that. It's not so much that he wants to pass more. He just wants more control in the offense. Okay. Okay. Which means he's going to pass more. Right? <laughs> well, it just it, well, you got to realize passing it more is fine, but it's also the scheme. When okay. you're running it last when they had Schottenheimer, I mean, it's just it's a it's a running base scheme. So even when they open it up, 
it's all Russ. You know, when you watch somebody like Mahomes, you see him make some plays. They're like, these are just easy passes. Like, they're easy plays to make. And for Russ, there's no easy play. He's running for his life. He just wants a scheme where life is a little easier for him. And he think he wants to do that at the helm. Like, he wants to be the one calling the plays of the line, which I thought he was already doing, right? I don't... It's really hard to really evaluate this because I really don't know what exactly is going on, honestly and truly. You, we all say that maybe he doesn't have as much control as we think he has, but do we really know that? I don't know. Um, I thought at first I thought it was because he's not gaining the kind of protection that he wants out of his offensive line. Because to be truly honest with you, Seattle's never really had a, a really good offensive line since, um, I guess, Marshawn Lynch left there. Right. Or, or since the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. So they, they've kind of, you know, spent all their money on, you know, on him because he's on that big contract. Mm-hmm. So they weren't able to get the offensive line that he wanted to. Uh, Chris kind of alluded to some of that in his takedown when he's talking about, you know, quarterbacks that they get paid. They don't really have enough tools around them to continue to go to playoffs. I mean, to Super Bowls and, and things of that nature. So it's really hard to evaluate. I don't know. I really don't know what's happening there. But when you talk about when and where, I think it's never. He's going to stay in Seattle. Seattle's not going to do anything. They're going to be like, hey, man, we, we we have all these other options, but we're going to go ahead and stick with you, Russell. I don't know if he's going to push more as far as wanting to be traded and be like, no, I do want to go somewhere. I do want to be traded. And I don't know why he would want to go to the Bears, though. I don't understand that really and truly. But who sees? Who knows? Who knows? So Deshaun Watson, he's on the other end of the spectrum. Right. When and where for me, I know where I, I, I'm almost 80 percent sure that he's going to go here because it's the only location to me that makes sense for him and the Texans. They're not going to trade him to the Jacksonville Jaguars. OK, they're not going to trade him within the division, kind of similar to what J.J. Watt. He wasn't going to go and play somewhere within the division. I don't think they're going to trade him to the Jets. Even though they have some of the assets that they want and they have a quarterback there, I don't think they're going to trade them there either. The only destination I can really think of that makes sense for me is the Miami Dolphins. That is the one destination where I think Deshaun Watson will go. Now, at this point, they're saying that, you know, Nick Asterio and the Texans are not taking any calls. But they need to start taking calls, okay? Because it's, it's... I don't know when. My, right now, I'm thinking if they are as stubborn <laughs> as I think they are, they're not going to make a move till after their draft. That's the win for me. But they should, to be honest with you, they should have been just, once David Cully sat down and talked to Deshaun Watson and tried to put his two cents in, and Deshaun Watson was like, bro, I'm not playing for you. I do not want to be here. David Cully should have went back to Jack Easterby, to to Cal McNair, Nick Casterio, like, hey, and resigned, and <laughs> <laughs> hey, resigned. Bro, I quit. I ain't, nah, hell I ain't nah. doing it. David Cully ain't, ain't doing, doing that. He ain't doing I'm that. Out. He he waited thirty something years to get a, to get a head coaching. I'll job. wait another thirty, and I ain't got it. <laughs> no, he, ain't, he, ain't, he ain't gonna do that. I tr- trust me. He ain't gonna. He would have loved the shot Watson to be there, but. He's been overlooked so many times. He's probably surprised when he got the head coaching job. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all pick me? <laughs> so um, he wasn't going to give that up. He's in the kid. He the kid was a broom that was a quarterback. He's going to be a head coach. But after all that, he should have went to them and be like, man, we got to trade him and try to get some assets for him. Because the only reason the Texans right now would not trade Deshaun Watson is because of a grudge. 
They're in their feelings. They're like, oh, you don't want to play for us? Then you ain't going to play for nobody. That's basically what they will be doing. If they're smart, because right now the iron's hot. Honestly and truly. After everything, during the season, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what quarterbacks are going to to, to emerge? Because quarterbacks are going to be drafted. They're going to be with their new teams. And there's not going to be as many teams out there looking for Deshaun Watson until probably the next season. I would, I would, I would hate it for the Texans to waste a year because of a grudge. Yeah. Um, for me, the logical thing to do would be, so to answer the question, the when would be before the draft, the where would be to any team that offers you the best assets. But, but what team is that, Chris? Give me well, a team. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. It, it just if you can get a quarterback, I check out my 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 tech guy. I did a tech guy. <laughs> Top five teams in Texas must call. I gave you. I go check that out it's on YouTube. Check that out. But for me, it's it's no. The Texans aren't rational, so I'm not gonna give them. I'm not gonna even think about it rationally. The answer to the win is never because they're not going to trade him. <laughs> That's my answer at this point. They're not rational. They're going to hold on to him as long as they want to hold on to him because he is the player, according to Nick Casario. And the where is he's going to be a Houston Texan for as long as the Texans decide they want to hold on to him. When the Texans got Nick Casario, all we heard was that he is a competent and smart GM. So far, he's been a tough, smart, and dependable guy. And if you're a Texans fan, you know exactly what that means. He's been anything but. He hasn't done anything to assure us that being the number one guy from the Patriots means he's a good GM. He's done absolutely nothing but come to a job and made it worse. Come to a job and made it worse. I do not see the Texans trading him anytime soon. And if they do, I have no confidence that they're going to do it right. They may get a, a second round pick and a third round pick and maybe a first if 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 they ask for it, but I I could see them just trading him to I could even see him trade him to the Bears, right? And maybe getting one first round pick and taking back Trubisky or something stupid. That like would be that. a travesty, Chris. Well, I'm just telling you, <laughs> I, my my point is they're not rational, so I will no longer approach the team, right? So they're not my team; they're the team as being rational. Man, that bro, if that happened, that would be a damn travesty. I'm with Chris. I don't. I don't know. I don't think they're going to trade him, which would be really. It'll be really dumb. It'll be dumb as hell if they don't. I mean, the iron is hot. There are teams out there that have young talent that they can unload. They have draft picks. Miami's my choice. I brought this up on New Channel Sports at uh, Afro Vibes, our show that comes up on uh, Sundays. I said I would like to see Deshaun Watson with the Washington Football Team. Now, that would be lethal. That will be lethal. That will be crazy. When you're talking about a come-up for the football team, an organization that's been – hasn't been – well, they're not – I don't know who's worse, you know, the Washington football team or the Houston Texans as far as the way they run their organization, but at least they have a competent coach, right? They have Coach Rivera out there who's a competent coach. He's a good coach, and he's bringing structure and order to that organization. All that team needs is a quarterback. You know, and then I don't know what their cap situation is looking like, but there's a trade. There's trade scenarios where you can unload one of your 11 first round draft picks that play at the same time on a fantastic defensive line that they have. You can load one of those players. You can load a first and, uh, you know, two first round draft picks to get Deshaun Watson. They can do that because they're a quarterback away with a couple of receivers. You know, it's a really talented football team there. 
So that's the scenario yeah. I would like. I I I can see um, when it has to happen. As with you know Russ, it has to happen before the draft. You know because there's plenty. Once again, there's you know some good quarterbacks, some talented quarterbacks, and some. I think there's a couple of you know one or two cornerstone quarterbacks. You know in the drafting that can really help a football team. Um, but the the Texans, they're just they're they're being headstrong. They don't want to be bullied. I think all of this is show. They don't want to show weakness. They've messed up. They're trying to clean up, you know, uh, from what um, Bill O'Brien, uh, the, the mess that Bill O'Brien caused. Um, but uh, they're messing things up even more, you know. So I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but my hope is that they end up trading him anywhere but the New York Jets. New York Jets have plenty of assets, but, you know, you're going to a probably the worst run organization out of all 32 football teams. And, and, and to Lowe's point real quick, um, two quick things. One, you talk about salary cap. The one interesting thing about Deshaun is he's still under his rookie deal, even though he signed that big contract he's right. still under that fifth year. So as far as getting him on the team, it's going to be easy as far as salary cap is concerned. And then to the second point, he also has a no trade clause. So uh, there's certain teams. I mean, any situation is better than getting out of Houston. I'm with you with that. But if you traded me to the Washington Washington football team, I, I might, I might, I might have to veto that. <laughs> if I'm Deshaun Watson, like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to go to Washington. I think, I think once the <laughs> the text he was named the football team, they're like, nope, I don't want to go there. I'm not going to do it. But I, the, the weird thing about it is, I think that he would okay a trade to the to the Jets. I think that's one of the teams that he's okay with. And they're not in a much better situation than the, the Washington football team. Or the Texans. Uh, right. In terms of talent. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how this thing goes down. Um, people are always talking about who has the leverage. Is it the Texans or is it Deshaun Watson? And I really don't know how to, to, to really figure out who has leverage. Here. Like, If the Texans really want to play a grudge match right here, like if they really want to get in their feelings, of course they have the leverage. Because he's under contract. They can keep Deshaun Watson for, what, three years? Really yep. and truly? Without him doing a, a damn thing. But that's going to be a bad look on that organization. Okay, It, it would be. And then Deshaun is going to, if he sits out this year, from mini camps to training camps to preseasons and then throughout the season, Deshaun's losing 20, $21 million. He doesn't care about that. He's he's basically saying he doesn't care about that. But well, he wouldn't he wouldn't lose all that. He'd lose about three to four million dollars because his contract is still guaranteed, right? So he's going to get paid. They, they could if they if they wanted to go super super petty, which no team has ever done, and go after the contract money, which I don't see, then they could do that. And that that would be nuke and hell situation. If they did anything of that nature, I think the NFL would have to step in. NFL would be like, all right, um, how? <laughs> have y'all heard that story? This is taking a little left, but I got to tell you. Have y'all heard the story that Sage Rosenfels, the Rosencopter, told about Kyle McNair? No. Have y'all no, heard that? I haven't heard no. it. So Rosenfels talked about and he, he was speaking to David Carr, the Texans' first quarterback. And David Carr's only story he told him about Kyle McNair is he went inside Kyle McNair's office and Kyle McNair was sitting on the floor. So this is years ago playing video games. That's our owner, a guy who is in a building. In her management role, sitting on the floor, probably Indian style. I guess you can't say that no more. Cross legs, with his style. legs crossed, playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but the, the what you say it though, I could definitely see it. 
Like I guess what, now that we know what Cal McNair is about, I can definitely see him doing that. So what you mean to tell me is that the Houston Texans are running their organization the way you would if you were playing Madden 2021. He was probably playing Madden. <laughs> yep. That's probably what he was playing too. <laughs> so that means you turn off the salary cap on there so you can sign every player that you want to. <laughs> Instead of playing on all oh, Madden, you're probably playing on on uh, rookie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Man, but I mean, so if the Texans do decide to be as petty as possible it's not going to be a good look for them they have to figure out a way to to unleash Deshaun Watson because at the end of the day what this is going to do is this is going to affect your organization to where other players are like I don't want to go play there if this if they're going to do this to Deshaun Watson what are they going to do to me you know what I'm saying and Deshaun Watson has the back of the players I'm 100% sure about that so they got they got to they got to stop being paid they got to let it go take the, the the one other L that they've been taking so far, and this add this one to the L's, and try to rebuild from there. The good news is, this is the last L they have to take. They no, don't have no, to take no. any more L's. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's not true. Not, not for the Houston Texans. I'm They'll kidding. find a way. This is the last. <laughs> they will find a way. We we had a podcast. I can't remember what podcast it was, but were, I, th- I think it was me and Chris. We were debating um, what Deshaun Watson should do. And in that whole debate, we never said anything about Deshaun Watson just demanding a trade. Like this is something that is that we 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 couldn't even phantom. So when it, now that this out, and this is this is part of the reason we're going to go. So our next topic of discussion is going to be you know the loyalty thing again. This is to be the third time we're talking about this, but this goes to that discussion. So let's. I guess are we done with this? Can we just move on to that now? Um. Yeah, I'm done. Let's yeah, cause, I mean, because that's that's where I'm going right now, um, as far as team loyalty and when is it okay to move on? When is it okay to change team loyalty? One of our other co-hosts here, Trey, was a free agent at one time. He was a fan free agent at one time, a long, long time ago, when the Cowboys were pissing him off. He knew he wasn't going to go anywhere, but he decided he wanted to be a fan free agent. And he told me that he was writing letters to other teams. Telling him that he's available. He's available to be a fan for that team. The Texans have jaded me so bad. I don't even want to be a fan of any team. At first, I was with Chris. I was like, wherever Deshaun goes, that's where I'm going to go. Not anymore. Now, this is this is a oh, and you, if you listen to this podcast, you're saying, oh, and this is a totally different than what you said before. Because before, I described it as a marriage. Whatever team that you're rooting for. Till death do you part. You're going to have to ride with that team till the sun comes down. Okay? The Texans have killed me. I am dead. As far as the fan is concerned, I am dead. I am numb. Like, now is this numbness. Like, you, you, can you understand? DeAndre Hopkins is traded for a pack of peanuts. Basically. Okay? J.J. Watt is gone. We already knew he was going to be gone anyway. Like every, with everything going on with the Houston Texans, the last glimmer of hope that I had was that we still have Deshaun Watson, right? And it's not even about because there are some Houston Texans fans that I've talked to that hate my guts right now. Oh, oh, you're only a fan because Deshaun Watson's there. You should be a Houston Texans fan, like you said, until death do you part. But it's not just about that. It's about you lost a franchise quarterback. How? Who does that? The Houston, the Houston Texans, like that's, I cannot ride with a team that has 
fumbled so hard. You can do whatever you want to. I've, I've written with the Oilers. The Oilers gave up the biggest lead in playoff history to the Buffalo Bills. Okay. I was hurt. My heart was bleeding. But I still to this day rep the Houston Oilers. The way, the travesty that the Houston Texans have done to me and my family, even though my wife's a Cowboy fan, it still affects her a little bit. To me and my family, it's just too much. I can't do it anymore, bro. I cannot do it anymore. I can't, I can't even ride with another team right now. I'm, I'm so hurt by this. And I'm still hurt. I didn't think I was hurt as far. I said I was numb, but there's still a little feeling there. It's coming out slowly as I'm talking right now. But I'm done. I'm, done. I'm officially, officially resigning, retiring. Hold on, hold on. Hold, let, let, let's pause. Let's pause. Before you make this statement. Okay. Because it's, 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 it's going to be on record. It's going to be on record. Are you sure when you want to make this announcement right now? Are you, are you absolutely positively sure? I've been decided about this months ago. I'm at Deshaun Watson right now. You're David Cully. Right. I do not want to be a fan of your team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I cannot do it anymore. I just can't. You, the Houston Texans can do all this stuff, go on to win 10 Super Bowls in a row. I'm done. No, you ain't. You coming right back. I, I'll, I'll be you done. You coming I right back. I promise you, though, this is it. I can't, I cannot do it anymore. I, I know, I know this is a different story from, from the last time we talked about team loyalty. And I know I talked about till death do us part. It's like a marriage. I said that. I did. I was there when I said it. I know what I said because I was there. But I can't do it anymore. And it's about the way this whole thing has gone down. You know what? I feel you. Uh, I, I do. As someone that lives in this city and I've watched this team come from a place where they were they were little known to get to a place where they're, they're able to attract or build their own stars really you know the the stars that the Houston Texans have had you know they 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 raised them right they drafted these players and to see how badly badly that they've treated these players and um is is terrible um, so I understand, especially what's happened over the last year, year and a half, starting with DeAndre Hopkins, because to think that this team was very close to going to a Super Bowl, to see where the state of this franchise is now, when your 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 pillars, the pillars of your organization, are now either gone or about to be gone, I, I feel for the fans of the city. Um, so is it okay to change loyalty when the Houston Texans have fumbled the bag as they have? It's not that they haven't drafted good players or players hadn't panned out um, or that no one wants to come and play for the Houston Texans. That's, it's, it's not that. The organization did this. The organization did this to the players. The organization is turning the knife in the hearts of the fans. The organization is doing this. So when the organization f uh, fails you, that means the team is failing you. So what choice do the fans have? You know, one of the things that drives, and I've got to bring them up. I was trying to go the whole podcast without bringing them up. But America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, ah. one of the things that keeps fans there, we're suckers. You know why? 
because y'all have watched Cowboys games. Y'all, y'all have seen them teeter on the brink of wins only to lose in the most colossal <laughs> of ways, right? On national television. <laughs> Memories. Right. Memories of pain, right? right? You know, the, 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 the buildup, the anticipation of, oh, this is going to be our time, only for it not to be time. And what have the Dallas Cowboys have, what have they done? They've teetered and tottered in the, the, the confines of mediocrity. No matter the, the, the star of players that have come, no matter their production, they've teetered and tottered on the, within the confines of mediocrity. But we, 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 we live and die with those losses to where now, for the first time last year, I'm going to admit this, there were games that I missed. There were games that I did not watch. There were games that I said, ah, you know what? I know that they lost. I don't care to watch. This is happening. They're losing in such a fashion. I'm going to watch it later or I'm just, I'm just turning off the TV. I was the one, no matter how bad they were losing, I watched from beginning to end. So I understand exactly where you're coming from, you know? But it, it, that's, that's things that are going on, on on the field, right? But the organization of the Houston Texans is failing the fans. So I think when the organization is, is uh, when they're not doing the things that they need to do to, one, make the fans happy. Because no matter what, and that's one of the things with the Dallas Cowboys, it doesn't, whether the product on the field is crap, whether it's mediocre and they're not winning, they're still doing things to keep people like me in, engaged. You know what? We're gonna we're still gonna entertain you. We're probably gonna probably gonna lose. <laughs> but we're, we're losing in entertaining fashion. Right. Right. Um but I, I I think I think the Houston Texans situation um is an exception. I think it's an exception. That's perfect, perfect, perfect way to to word it. Because that's that's how I feel. I feel like I should take a pass on this one, even after some of the comments I've said on the on the last time we had to discuss this topic, because it, it's just it's unprecedented the things that are happening with this organization. And Chris is, Chris has mentioned this a couple of times. There's going to be a thirty for thirty on this Houston Texas team sooner probably than, than later, and it's going to elaborate on all of this function within that organization and and the, the people that say they're going to be Houston Texans fans till they die they're going to look at this documentary and be like damn this is the team that I, I was riding with once they see all of the things that's going on inside and out because I'm telling you man there's something going on in there bro it, it starts with Jack Easterby it really does there's something going on that starts with Jack Easterby that makes the situation there with the Houston Texans, not normal whatsoever. Okay? Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. It's not normal. It is what it is. You didn't hear me say much because I haven't been a fan in a long time. <laughs> so I, I've not been rocking with that team for a long time. Uh, when they get their act right, I'll be back. But for now, um, when it comes to the Houston Texans, I'm, I'm not a fan of the organization. And, you know, the interesting thing is if you look across – the street, well, I guess a little further than that. But when you look at the Houston Rockets, the Houston Rockets have lost 13 straight games. The Houston Rockets just lost their superstar in James Harden. But I am a fan of the Houston Rockets because that organization is competent, right? 
They traded James Harden when he demanded a trade. They didn't let it fester. Once he made his once he made his big hoopla, they let him go. They got some assets back. They have another good player in Christian Wood. The point is that the organization is competent enough to realize when something is over and to try to move forward. Right. The Texans don't even realize what they're doing is wrong. Right. Jack Easterby and Kyle McNair think they're in the right. They think that everybody else somehow they're the smartest people in the room, A, and then B, everybody else is wrong. And what they're doing is right. And they're going to show us that they're right. And when that's the case, it, to me, it's not even just hypocrisy with the fans. It's just foolishness. You have an organization that is run by somebody who's appearing to be foolish. Right. And you have his right hand man who is a, a, a what is he? A minister? I don't even know what he is. A chaplain? He knows nothing about football, but you have him in there. He's whispering sweet things in his ear. I don't know what they're doing, right? I, I don't know if there's some type of sexual relationship going on there, but something is going on. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you in there. It just you doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense at all. Damn. Choose Deshaun Watson or Jack Easterby? J.J. Watt or Jack Easterby? I mean, it's really just that simple to a certain degree. If you are an owner of a football team and you value your franchise quarterback and you think that he is important to the football team as everybody else does, you are going to make some decisions. You're going to be, hey, you want me to get rid of Jack Easterby? Because he, he's gone. Okay? We can build a team around you. They don't need – what is Jack Easterby's role there? I have yet to know what his particular role with the Houston Texans is. I'm telling you. What does he do there? I'm not – I don't know, but I'm telling you, if, if we find out in a 30 for 30, there's a sexual relationship going on, that would make sense. I know y'all look at y'all look at Yeah, like, please don't, please don't say that word anymore. I don't, I don't like, it, it makes me cringe when you say that word, <laughs> sexual. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> please don't this say is the way he it. says it. This way he says it. pronounced every it every single Every single syllable. I'm saying like that on purpose because I don't know what's going on. I mean, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, pr- hey, I pray. Look, 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 bro, bro. But I pray. I pray that's not it. Because you talk about foolishness. Even though I have declared myself not a Houston Texan fan on this radio, on, on this uh, podcast, people like, you know, Trey, they'll be like, oh, look, you were, you were a fan of that sexual stuff over there, you know? Because <laughs> Trey, they're, they're going to pull that on me. They're definitely going to pull that. I mean, but no, even though, even though we're laughing at this, even though we're laughing at this, we really think that there's something Something weird is going on over there. Let me tell you something. Uh, Jack used to be claims to be a, a minister. Well, I'm declaring today. I'm praying for all the people that he's praying over. And hopefully he's not a leader. <laughs> Seriously. I hope he's not the leader of an organization. Because if those people, if they, if you can look at a multi-billion dollar franchise and this man is doing, is leading them astray, what do you think he's doing in your life? You understand me? All you people who go to Jack Easterby's church, his, his, his congregation, if y'all are listening right now, I'm ministering to y'all right now. Y'all need to run. Y'all need to run. Whatever God he's praising is not the one that's leading you to victory. It is not. Because he's leading this this team to failure. Is what is, what is, this team has failed already. You understand me? So, but here's a problem that I have, though. This team also does not, or, or this, this, uh, this management team, this ownership team does not care about the fans. It does not. The fact that all of your star players are either disgruntled or that they have left, where's the marketability in this in, in this team? You don't. You, you, 
fans are fans because of players and memorable moments. And all you're doing is you're destroying the the uh, the, uh, the 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 positive moments, right? You're, you're you're sticking the knife in those positive. You're popping the balloons in all of those positive moments that these fans have had for these players. For JJ Watt, the 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 heartbeat of this city has said, "I'm done. I'm out." Right? Why not learn from the Houston Rockets? And Chris, you're absolutely right. The Houston Rockets are a competently run organization. Two ownerships, right, are running this team the way it should be run. They did not waste time with James Harden, who is arguably number two when it comes to the heartbeat of this city. Who was a bigger star worldwide? Was it James Harden? Was it J.J. Watt? You could probably even say James Harden. The fact that they let that caliber of a player go with that type of superstar ability, right, that they say, you know what, we're going to do it and we're going to do it right. They allowed them to go. So the fact that the Houston Texans can't learn, go and sit with Tillman Fertitta. Go and sit down with him and say, hey, how do we run an or how do we run a business? Because clearly this team does not understand how to run a business, right? Tillman Fertitta successfully runs a, a, a restaurant and 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 uh casinos. Casino. You know what I'm saying? Based here in Houston. Go learn from him. Go learn from this see, the man. The problem is the problem. Look, let me say something. Look, the problem is you're getting upset right now. Me, see me, me. Oh, we've. I'm not even a fan. I'm not even. I, I, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. But seeing this and 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 seeing this this city suffer and seeing what this organization is doing to the players and due to the fans, like, it, it 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 is. Yes, I'm I'm upset because see, it is, is stupid. I've been it I've is, been there. I've been there. I'm over from the standpoint of we're talking to a guy that runs essentially a billion dollar organization in the Texans and he's proven to be incompetent and he's not firing himself. So as a fan, I'm out. That is, it's really just that simple. I'm out. Done. So I, I, my anger with that organization is over. At this point, I'm just ready to hear what's going on. So at this point, I'm just waiting for the, the expose. I don't really care what they do next season or after that. Just I'm waiting for the expose. Once that comes out, I want to see what's really going on. That's going to be must-see TV for oh, me. Big facts. I'm, I'm going to be all over that. I'm, I want to. I want to see exactly what's going on behind the scenes. I mean, who would have thought? You know, after we we blew the lead against Kansas City, that we'll be here right now. We all we all wanted Bill O'Brien gone. We thought that was it. We thought that that was the core of everything. Once Bill O'Brien was fired, we thought, okay, here we go. Remember the little thing that that um, JJ Watt put out on Instagram, the sun coming in to to Reliance Stadium. That's what we all thought. We thought after Bill O'Brien was gone, okay, now we get to see some sunshine. Cal McNair and Jack Easterby closed that go right back up. <laughs> I had to, cause I'm sorry, I had to do it. They closed that the stadium right back up, and it is dark. It is dark as hell. Ah, man, I, I'm just low. We're, we're, me and Chris are like, we're, but we've been here before. Like me and Chris have been here long time, long, long time. But I, I really honestly thought that there would be some good coming out of the fire of Bill O'Brien. I really did. I, I, I was one that thought, okay, after that happens, they get a coach in here and a GM here that are competent. They'll come in. They'll be like, hey, what are you guys trying to do? No, we're not going to do that. But it seems like Nick Castillo is coming here and he's just, Follow along. Oh, you don't want to trade the child? Okay, good. I'm not going to trade the player. I just, I just can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. Can't do it anymore. 
My heart can't take no more. I just, I just, I just, it just can't. I don't, I do not know what I'm cheering for anymore. I think that's where it comes up to. I don't know, I don't know what I'm a fan of. Y'all don't have anything to look forward to. And when I say y'all, I'm talking about Houston, Texas fans out there. Ain't a damn thing to look forward to with this organization. If you like L's, then you can look forward to all the L's you, you, you want. Well, I could say, I could, I could tell y'all this though. There are plenty of seats, <laughs> plenty of spots. The stadium is big enough. Come on over to America's team. Come on over to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, we got some drama going on, but don't worry about that. We're, we're still entertaining. All right, we're going to sign that Prescott whenever that comes. And uh, probably still teeter and totter around mediocrity. We'll see. But come on over. <laughs> Doors open. I thought about it. I told Chris about that. I thought about it. But it just, it hurts so much, man. I can't even, I can't even do it anymore. I just, I'm just an NFL fan. Hey, man, you sound like a girl, man. It's been through a, uh, <laughs> Uh, I ain't calling you a girl, but no, I know what you mean. Sound like a chick that's been through a, a hellacious relationship. She's right. like, I'm done with dudes. I'm done with dudes. Period. And, uh, I want to entertain. I ain't looking for no love. I ain't into women. I'm just leave me alone. <laughs> I'm I'm hang over here by myself for a couple of years. No, that's what you sound like, man. I feel your pain, bro. I feel you. <laughs> oh man, and there are, there are a lot of Houston fans that are like that. They're exactly like that. I'm so. sure. Anyway. Oh. <sighs> That was part three. Hopefully, it don't be a part four. Hopefully, that's the last time we have that topic on this podcast. You got anything else with it, Chris? You done? No, nah, I'm good, man. Oh, man. You got anything else, Lou? I'm good to go, bro. Man. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, I will not be so um, unhappy on our next podcast. I'll be a little more cheerful. Because we're probably talking about Houston Texans. But if this is your first time listening, please subscribe to the podcast. You can do it on any major podcast platform available. Check us out on YouTube as well. We got some good content there on YouTube. We're trying to grow more content on YouTube. Check us out on YouTube as well. That's also New Channel Sports. Check us out on Afro Vibes TV. Get to see all three of our lovely, handsome faces there talking about sports. And check out our website newchannelsports.net. Chris has some good articles there also that you can check out and read. He has the most recent article about J.J. Watt that people are actually reading and getting into. Okay. I, I can't even, I can't even act like I'm happy right now. Like I just can. I knew this was going to happen. Come on, man. Dallas Cowboys make you happy, bro. Come on. No, I can't, Come I can't, on over. I can't do the Cowboys. Either. No, look, I, I, I'll extend an invite, man. I'll, well, I turn it down. Man, won't you know what? Peace out. Oh, man. Thanks for listening to the New Channel Sports Podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in you, channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.